Hey, what's up, everyone? It is Unconventional AF with Jalil Wavy. Back with another episode. I am ex excited about today's guest, videographer, entrepreneur, podcaster, musician. <laughs> this man has many titles. Yash Moose. See. See Moose. Moose, <laughs> Moose Sabji. Well, I appreciate you trying, man. You know, um, it's an honor to be here. I've, uh, you know, I've heard so many great things about you. You've been a staple in our city when you were here in Rockford, Illinois, and you've been uh, making moves, um, you know, what, ever since you left. So it's kind of like, it's an honor to be on your show, man. Thank you. You heard you heard great things about me. I mean, I lied about that part, but you know, no, Damn, I'm, just I'm, I'm, just on, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, bro. Hell yeah, man! Of course I have, bro. You're an icon. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, for look, you are icon visuals, right? So you would know what an icon is. Man, you know, takes one to know one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Take the time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely, bro. I, I cannot wait to come sit in that studio. That, <laughs> that looks so good. Absolutely. That's right. So by the time this is out, you're probably going to be here sitting at this desk, probably in this chair. And we're going to be on my show talking about, uh, you know, the creative struggle and the process that goes for that. Yes, that is that is the goal. Creative struggle. So as I'm like doing my, my little research on you, right? And I've listened to multiple episodes of your podcast, Creative Struggle. But then as I'm like scrolling down on YouTube, I just see like Creative Struggle number one, Creative Struggle number 25. So where, where did the idea come from you to start this whole Creative Struggle movement? Right. So the Creative Struggle started out as a vlog series at first. I used to vlog my whole like life. Um, and everything I did was um, creative based, right? So I was shooting my short film, which is coming out uh, in two weeks. And I was like, let me vlog this whole series. So that way people know that this is genuine. All the struggles that I go through to make that one perfect shot, I had to take 25 shots on top of a mountain. And I had to climb that mountain eight different times. And we almost didn't make it, you know, we broke our foot on the way up or something crazy, you know, like, I wanted to show the process behind it because the process behind the story is a whole nother like film, you know? So I came up with the idea of the creative struggle because, um, you know, people don't realize that creativity, there's a struggle behind it, whether it's mental or <clears throat> within like itself or within the community. <clears throat> and I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to outline, like, like show that. And it was kind of a play off of the Everyday Struggle podcast that they had back in the day. And that was kind of cool, like, you know, talking about the everyday struggle, this, this, and that, but that became too dramatic. And I wanted to pretty much talk about the creative part of it and talk about um, essentially like, um, like, you know, other business people as well and like mental stuff and whatnot. So that's where the idea came from. I mean, it's a perfect name because anybody in the creative space no matter how small or big you are it really is a struggle it is tough it's it's hard it comes with a lot of ups and downs probably more downs than ups especially when you're trying to get somewhere so i mean it's the perfect name 
Absolutely. Thank you. It's <laughs> a perfect name. Can you talk about your visual album that's that's gonna be that you're gonna be having a red carpet event for prelude? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so Prelude to Life um, is a visual album. First and foremost, I'm a rapper and I make music. Um, not your regular rapper, but more of like, you know, like a guy who just makes songs um, and just expresses himself. So I made this awesome album and I wanted to make a visual album that went along with it, right? At first, I was like, it's going to take three months. We'll shoot five music videos and, you know, woo woo, we're going to get things going, whatever, boom. Five years later, we're still here <laughs> when I'm just such a perfectionist. And the idea of the visual album just grew and grew and grew. And I'm like, OK, um, I really want to make sure that this idea, which is like the stepping stone for my next future ideas, um, is broad enough and open enough to accompany that. Right. Um, it's like, you know, like I want to make sure the car that I have can hold enough people in it. So my dreams are the people that are in it, right? And the car is prelude to life. So if I make the car bigger now, I can have more people later on and like, you know, branch off of that more, if that makes sense. No, it does. How how long did it take for you to shoot this? Like, what's the length of this? Because I, I, in school, I did like short films and stuff. Yeah. And I know how long it takes for you to get something that might be three minutes you still might shoot for two weeks just to mm -hmm. put it three minutes so how long did it take for you to shoot this so it took us about three and a half years to film it all um mainly because we had to film stuff and record the songs kind of around the same time and like um covid <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, covid just like it was like you know what we're just gonna mess everything up for you but it kind of helped out a little bit, actually, because throughout COVID, we were able to utilize spaces that are big and grandiose because no one was going there at all. So it's like, um, I don't know if you remember the restaurant Lino's. Oh, yeah. Rockford. We were able to film inside there for like the whole day because there was no one there. Um, no one was like coming in. It was only like drive through stuff that they were even open for. And they were like super cool and they like, you know, fed us. They didn't even charge us, nothing. Like they took care of us like through and through. And I'm like, oh my God, like this means a lot as a, you know, a small nobody filmmaker type of guy coming in. And uh, ever since then, you know, it's always love for Linos. Um, and yes. so it took three and a half years to film it. It took another one, one and a half years to like get money for it, to market it. And then like, now we're here we are, you know, it's like the making it is the easy part distributing it and marketing it is a nightmare especially when big marketing companies want millions of dollars for it um to like do the job and you have nothing and you have no skills so it's like i'm just gonna have to learn it myself just like this whole movie i learned all the skills myself taught myself and just made it happen so yeah i see you talk about that a lot when it comes to just marketing and putting out stuff and social media i see you I see you marketing it. I see you dropping the videos every day, talking about it, trying to get people prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I really uh, walk the walk, you know, um, or talk to talk, walk the walk. I forgot it, how that goes. Is it walk to, I talk to, damn, I don't know either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really do what I say. And, um, you know, the advice that I give, I take it on my own self. I post like seven times a day, almost religiously. Um, on YouTube, Instagram, um, Facebook. It's annoying. It takes up like two hours of my morning every day, but like I do it 
Um, just because like it, it doesn't always like you know correlate to success. I haven't blown up yet, and I've been doing it for months and months and months. But I don't want there to be an excuse, you know, like someone to be like, "Hey, you didn't blow up because you didn't post enough." It's like, no, I posted great stuff, and I did posted quality stuff for like eight months straight. Still didn't happen, but I'm still doing it because I'm trying to figure out the process, you know. So, you know, slowly it's working, but um. I just, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that no one can ever point fingers and be like, you didn't succeed because of this. You watch Gary Vee, don't you? You know, I used to watch him a lot. Um, and I know what you mean by that. Like, you know, um, I, I used to watch him, but then I stopped because I was like, okay, I have enough information. I don't want to watch you anymore. Like, I need to go execute on these um, actions. So, and that's funny because that was one of his videos too. It's like, stop watching my stuff and go execute on the stuff that I told you to do. So I was like, oh, cool. I was doing that without even knowing that, that piece of advice. But, it, you know, um, I'm, I'm a big doer. I, I can't stop um, in one space for too long. And I, I just got to keep grinding, bro. That's just no. who I am. No, yeah, I respect that because uh, that's like the title creator struggle. It's, it's, it's hard out here. Yeah, and a lot of times if you keep, working that stuff and you putting stuff out and it's not getting the the notoriety that you want it can be uh discouraging at times Absolutely. so I, I i definitely understand that but uh even i i watched your interview that you did with blackheart amir no. and you was talking about the prelude to life you said something about it sucking he was like oh i'm tired of this i'm just ready to move on yeah bro um you know staring at the same project for like three and a half four years it's like dude i want to do something else now like i'm tired of this like can you <clears throat> can you remember one thing that you did for four years i can't know not at all <laughs> not at all but i do understand uh like the sucking part because like just like edit it like when I used to I mean you probably go through this now you have a yeah. podcast and you have the multiple angles and the I'm assuming you do your own editing right yep yep so you and I don't know if you have any because I know they have things now where it's just like automatically like cut up everything for you right 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 but I used to sit there when I was doing my old podcast I used to sit there all day and just cut just different angles for every single thing for an hour interview it would take me the entire day and right. i would be over it by the time I'm. Done. but you learn a lot about yourself though <laughs> that's the one thing um through throughout editing your own like videos and watching yourself you see how you sit you see um how your hand gestures are you see how you speak you see like when the camera's open, you kind of open up towards it a little bit, like the little things, um, the little media things, right? Um, and I'm trying to be a rock star. I'm trying to be up on the world uh, world stage, you know, one day. So uh, I'm taking it as learning lessons. So that way, you know, when I am on that big screen one day, I know how to properly sit, properly stand, properly speak, um, you know, things like that. So I, I always take everything as a learning lesson. Yeah, I mean, your visuals are incredible. <laughs> I they really, appreciate that. They, they really are. I mean, I remember I first saw you on social media. I'm like, whoa, this dude, it's, it looks very professional. What did you see uh, of my work? I think it was the reels that you were posting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was the reels. And I was like, oh, man, like, who is this guy? Like, I'm like, I really wish I knew how to make music. <laughs> because if I was, 
if I was talented in that space, I would be trying to shoot music videos and I would be coming to people like you. Yeah, no, for sure, man, for sure. I mean, but you're doing your thing, bro. You're, do, you're making waves. Um, you're the like, only other podcaster I personally know like that's like outside of here. So, um, I mean, you're doing your thing, bro. Yeah, I had to, I had to move and get away. You know, I, I feel like it was time to branch out and just try something different. And... I agree. I think um, that's the next chapter in my life. Uh, I plan on making a move to downtown Chicago um just because it's bigger bigger sea and i'm a shark i need i need a bigger tank you know what i'm saying i need mm-hmm. the ocean and here in rockford they just got this like i've got this amazing um asset for people to use and no one really uses it there's not a lot of hungry people to utilize it and everyone is just full of uh, excuses so um i want to be surrounded by people who are hungry go-getters no excuses and just like are just making their stuff happen you know I don't know, man. I feel like I have this amazing business here and it's not thriving, but placed in Chicago, it would just go crazy. Um, it reminds me of that Virgil Abloh um, quote where he was like, you know, take um, take a opened can and put it in a junkyard. It's garbage. Put it in an art museum then everyone's going to think it's fine art, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes it is like where you are. And if you're not appreciated where you are, then maybe you need to make a move to the next, you know, thing. And there's that always cliche thing, right? Where it's like, everyone always like leaves their hometown, becomes a hero, then they come back, but no one ever like becomes a hometown hero from by staying in hometown. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I can relate to that uh, because, you know, just being back home, it I felt like I had did everything that I possibly could. And I felt like I needed to grow. And and in order to do that, I was like, all right, I have to go somewhere else. It's crazy that you moved right before I made all this stuff. Like, you know, like, it's like, bro, like this would have been the perfect thing for you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I remember, I think we had messaged about that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would have used that space because before I was just using my school studio and everything was just free and I got away with just doing that. And then once the pandemic hit, I really had nowhere to go. Right. I had no space. Like I would try to use like a studio here and there, but it's like, it wasn't fit for a podcast. It was, oh, we make music here. Right, right. So I definitely would have been able to use your space because I'm looking at it now, I'm like, wow, look at it. It looks nice. (laughs) Like It looks good. So the fact that nobody is using it is like, wow. That's crazy. You know, there's a select few people that are using it, but it's like, man, people people just missed the mark here. Like, I, I'm trying to pitch it to small businesses. I'm like, hey, look, make a podcast once a month for 200 bucks, bro. It, like, dude, it's 200 bucks. It's not even a lot, and you get so much with it. And um, it's like, hey, you utilize it. Talk about your business. Have clients come on. Talk about client testimonials. Um, you know, have like a food testing thing if you're a restaurant or whatnot. Like it's so open-ended for people and like you get the full hour to film you get 20 edited clips you get uh it's 4k it's already edited it's like bro what more do you want (laughs) yeah and they just not they just not messing with it yeah man it's just people small mind small Mm -hmm. people and it's okay yeah i will say though i think maybe because i remember when i was doing the way before i think it was like maybe three to four different podcasts all like kind of moving at the same time and then once that pandemic hit 
everybody kind of just stopped. Right. Which is funny because it's like, you know, during the pandemic, that'd be the perfect time to do it. Yeah. But, I mean, it depends on where they, like I said, I was filming at school. So once right. school, RBC shut down, it was like, where do I go at that point? Right, right. And I say, I would say, I had already talked to so many people because I started in 2018. So once 2020 hit, I damn near talked to everybody. Right, right, right. So it was nowhere, no one else really to talk to. For sure. I feel, I feel kind of the same way, but... I, I don't mind like just repeating cool people, great conversations. Cause there's always so much, like you can only get so much in one hour, you know, sometimes I'm like, do I need like four hours with this person? You know? Yeah. So on the creative struggle podcast, who has been your favorite guest so far? <clears throat> I would say my childhood friends, um, uh, Khalil and DeAndre. So the episode is called who is eight one five. Cause he's eight one five. And, um, like they just know me so well and you know um 815 was there through the beginning of my music career he's the one who actually helped me uh, helped encourage me when I was super bad at making music and seen the whole development and just the energy that we have bouncing off everyone and it's just it's hilarious if you haven't seen the episode bro you're literally going to be like on the floor laughing when you watch it they're hilarious yeah I'm gonna have to make sure I check that out because I've watched I watched uh well Sage FM, but I watched oh, yeah. that Cherish. I thought was really good and okay. uh, something she said when she was talking about the industry stuff and what she experienced in LA that like really sat with me and I was thinking about right. that and then I was like somebody is in the uh, there's an artist now they're talking about Jason Derulo with the whole signing and stuff. And I'm like, mm. and it's like, you think about it. It's like, okay, I've heard that, but to hear somebody that we, you know, know say right. that it's like, Oh, so yeah, they, so they really own that down there. I really, I really want to get down to like the gritties, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to ask people like, Hey, let's talk about the ugly truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the creative struggle. Let's talk about being sexualized in Hollywood. Let's talk about, you know, like all the stuff that no one ever wants to talk about. Cause it's taboo. Like, no, bro, this is the ugly truth of life. And um, if it, if there was only ups, then bro, like, no, that's, that's not how it works. Yeah. And, and on my Instagram, bro, I'm the same way. Like I post the bad stuff. I post my rejection letters from film um, projects. I post like all the failures that I've had because I wear them like a badge because bro, I've had more failures than anyone, but that's why I'm still super successful today. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I personally like talking about the downs more than the ups. Cause I feel like the downs, the failures, that's more relatable to people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that what makes you who you are, right? Like in order to keep going, you're going to get knocked down so many times, way more that you actually are up. That's just how I feel. Absolutely. Especially on the journey to getting there. So the journey's the, everything. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty in it. Yeah. And that's what I try to talk about on my podcast is like the journey. Let's talk about the stuff that you don't really share with everybody right. else. Like, is there any advice that people can give you now that'll make you sit back and, and look at your stuff? Because I mean, your stuff is really good. If I was like, I watch it, I really wouldn't have any critique on it whatsoever. Is there any advice that someone would give me now and I would be like, damn? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't really think on that because it's like, you know, <laughs> um, um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like if 
anytime anyone gives me an advice, I, I do think on it. I don't just like, like wash it away. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless you're someone who just doesn't know anything about the industry whatsoever. It's like, cause I, I used to fall into that trap where it's like, I used to take everyone's advice and incorporate it in, but then I would never take my own advice. And then it was kind of like, who am I making this stuff for then? I'm making it for myself because everyone else out here does not know what they want. Like, I, for example, for the music stuff, when I was first starting out, I went to one person. I was like, what'd you think? He said, eh, the flow's off. Eh, the bars are fine. I go to another person, same song. They're like, the bars are, uh, eh, but the flow is good. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm getting contradicting things. And then I started realizing, like, these two people know nothing about music. They're just consumers of music. And they just want to have an opinion because I asked them for one. So I started doing stuff that I liked and I thought the bars were good and I thought the flow was good and it makes me feel good and that's stuff that I want to play in the car. And then after that, I put it out and I don't ask anyone for their opinions. And it's kind of like, they're all like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. But little do they know, it's like literally the damn near the same thing, you know? Um, it's that one thing what I think Steve Jobs said this. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me. But um, like people don't know what they want. You have to give them what they need. I've heard that before. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I've been moving lately. No, oh, yeah. I mean, you kind of just put stuff out there and just see what sticks, right? And then there's an audience for everything. So what one person doesn't like, the next person will absolutely right, love. Right. And if somebody is a true fan of yours, and they enjoy it. I they not gonna care what somebody else says. I know that's how I feel. I, whatever right. I like and I listen to, I don't care what somebody else says. Oh, I don't like that. I don't care that this is what I like, and I'm gonna continue to listen to it. Right, right. So yeah, no one can influence what someone else likes and does not like. So can you talk about your upcoming red carpet event to for a prelude to live? What can people expect? when they attend this event? Well, you can expect it to be something um, grandioso, you know? Uh, it's a it's gonna be at the Nordloft Center on October 21st. We have two tiers of tickets, general admission, and we have VIP. General admission just recently got sponsored by the city, so now it's free. So uh, if you're trying to find an excuse, don't say it's expensive, because it's free. <laughs> um, and then VIP is 60 bucks. And with the VIP, you get uh, premium seating. So you get to sit up closer to the screen and towards the center. You get a free drink um, at the bar. You get a signed poster copy with from the cast and crew, which is really cool. And then you get to come to the after party because it's like, you know, you pay the extra and you help us out. And it means, it means a lot to us, you know. So boom. Um, at the premiere, though, <clears throat> during cocktail hour, which starts from six o'clock to eight o'clock, we are doing interviews. We're actually bringing the podcast studio there <clears throat> to have like a little like two minute chop it up with Yash or chop it up with like, <clears throat> I don't know what is going on my throat. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, chop it up with Yash or chop it up with like, you know, specific cast and crew people and just interview people like kind of like a hot mic type of thing. We're going to have video production crews there, like video captain, the whole thing, a documentary being made for the whole day and whatnot. Um, we're going to have Albert Cheeks doing photography there. Mm. We're going to be having 360 um, photo booth, you know, with the video thing, whatever. We're going to have a bar, not open bar, but, you know, it's, at least it's a bar. Um, 
and let's see we're gonna have backdrops like very like you know like bougie red carpet event like that's the, that's the whole vibe we're trying to go for yeah so it's going to be a great networking opportunity for other people as well it's like hey look a bunch of artists bunch of big people are coming here like i should go there too it's free i have nothing else to lose like you know it's like bro you have everything to gain no it sounds like a great event uh, if i was in town i would definitely show up i used to go to all the events every time like somebody would have an event i was like there because I just wanted yeah. to support people because a lot of people supported me. So it right. definitely sounds right. sounds like a great event. And I hope it I hope it goes well. I hope you get a lot of great feedback from it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate are you gonna, it. Are you gonna post it online and YouTube for everybody to see? Uh eventually. Distribution is the hardest part right now. I'm trying to figure out where if I where which way I want to go, whether if I want to go the Tubi Hulu route or if I want to go um well, first of all, it'd be Tubi and Amazon Prime, Hulu if I'm lucky. And if not, just toss it on YouTube and spend like five, six K and just promote it myself mm-hmm. and see what happens. So I don't know. It's kind of all up in the air. Cool, cool. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Absolutely, bro. And talking to me. Let everyone know where they can follow you at. Yeah, uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Yashmusabji, Y-A-S-H-M-U-S-A-B-J-I. Uh, same thing on Facebook and same thing on YouTube. So um, I'm very active on Instagram and I'm very active on YouTube. I post like seven times a day. So if you really want to see the whole process of how we did everything and um, just want to see like just genuine people making genuine great content, um, that's that's where to find me at. And make sure y'all listen to the Creative Struggle podcast. Appreciate is, that, man. It is good. I, I enjoy it. So make sure y'all go check that out. Absolutely. And I look forward to talking to you on Friday. Absolutely, man. We should be talking right now by the time this comes on. <laughs> yes, we definitely will. Yes, we will be for cool, sure. Man. Be cool. And if you guys know where you can follow me at Jalil Wavy on Instagram, TikTok, Unconventional AF on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast, Unconventional AF with Jalil Wavy. And thank you for listening.